Hi, I'm Salik. And I'm Christian. And this is episode uh, three of, of Voxels. Uh, we're starting uh, We're starting with you know, a better discourse than last time. I got to say this one is more interesting, at least less, uh, less about a kind of game that I don't like. Uh, it's, it's about we got... Okay, so let me... Wait, wait. Before I introduce the topic, all right? Let's take a step back. And I want to talk to you... Um, I want to I want to come clean on not engaging faithfully with the discourse because I have been living for this drama. You know, like I normally I'm not the kind of person who's like watching, you know, the 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 PC YouTube clickbait where it's like AMD lied, Intel <laughs> cheated. You know, I normally I don't I don't watch that stuff. But for this one, so this week's discourse is the uh, Xbox going third party stuff, and I have been with an ad blocker on in incognito. I'm sorry, none of you deserve ad views. Or any money for this content because it is objective garbage. But I've been living to watch the "Did Phil Lie" YouTube videos. Okay, so before before we like go into it, I think we should like say what 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 we are talking about here. Like, what's the so uh, uh, hash quote unquote credible sources have said that like this news started sort of bubbling up. Like, multiple sources have sort of come out and said that. Microsoft is thinking about, uh, like Microsoft is going to, not just thinking about it, Microsoft is going to put uh, previously X- Xbox exclusive games on on PlayStation, um, and uh, like they're like moving away from exclusives. Basically, like Starfield is going to be on on PlayStation, stuff like that. So they they're just like this is this is the plan going forward. And Microsoft officially has not said this. They will have a press release thing, right? Next, this upcoming week, there's going to be like a... They said, um, they put a tweet out saying, or sorry, a sheet, whatever you call one X now. Um, they put out some sheet saying um, that, that, damn, I didn't even think of that. That just came off the top of my head. Write it down. <laughs> but anyways, so they put down a post stating, hey, we're listening. And next week, we are going to have a, um, a business communication on the future of the business platforms or something like that or oh, that's uh sure that's a corporate press release word um uh, sure uh yeah so the, the, the it's something is going to happen we don't know the like exact details obviously all of we've heard is from all we've heard is basically like leaks and and, and rumors uh and nothing definite yet but which of course means that everybody literally every gaming outlet everybody who cares about video games is is talking about is talking about this topic um and so are we because uh it's it's a great it's 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 like one of those topics where just you could just endlessly like debate and talk about like what is going to happen so so first of all what's your like what's your thought like what's like the overarching thought on on this um i don't think we actually introduced the um the news properly because so the, the rumor is starfield hi-fi rush and Sea of Thieves would be going to PlayStation and or Switch. Um, I mean, good. Like, I I don't I don't see what the issue is with with this. Yeah, yeah. The, well, there's the, <laughs> there's no problem. There's literally. I think. Uh, I think if you've been like dealing with Microsoft exclusive for the last like I'd say like five years, uh. You'd have noticed that Microsoft has steadily cared less and less about exclusives as they are because they they want people they they care about like their big play. I've been talking about this for literally years now. Is that we 
is is services like they they don't they, it's the ecosystem play they don't care about the xbox hardware as it is the xbox hardware is nice and it's like here you can play all all of like all of the games on the xbox platform but they're thinking bigger right they're thinking that they can sell these games on steam as they have been doing for the last like few years uh like you know forza horizon 5 is on steam right like like all these microsoft quote-unquote exclusives are on steam and not just on the windows hashtag or microsoft store right uh so microsoft is just like these games are going to be everywhere now like whatever platform wants these games can have these games that's the rumor yeah that's that's the rumor well that's the rumor to, to be clear that's the rumor we don't have it confirmed yet um i, I want to just interject for one moment because i need to i need i need to just want to point out the absurdity of, of, a, of a little something i've been seeing in the uh you know in the xbox land um, Sony ponies, you know, Samsung Knights. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but basically, it's been a lot of people being like, well, why have a console if the games are exclusive? And I'm just sitting here being like, so why buy a Surface if you can build a gaming PC? Like, it seems it, 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 what these gamers don't understand is Microsoft's whole plan forever and ever has always been to just put all their software on other platforms, right? Like, imagine if we had this conversation, right? Let's, let's swap out a few vowels, you know, in this game of Mad Libs. So, computer enthusiasts this week are mad because Microsoft decided to put Microsoft Office on Mac, therefore killing its Windows exclusivity. Yeah, so this, uh, this argument, uh, I think this, this is like partly like the, I guess you could call it the fault of like the marketing of, of like a decade plus of marketing from from PlayStation, from Sony, and from Microsoft, like every like the companies are the blame for the, the marketing thing over here. It's like they have been sort of like marketing their their devices as like you know you should play video games here. We got the good games, we got the exclusive games, right? And sort of, I think this is like the end result of that. Like now you're at a point where like people are like invested, you know, quote unquote invested into these platforms people have spent thousands of dollars on hardware on on video games on services uh, on these platforms right and that now i kind of understand it like from a certain like point of view because i'm not invested so it's like very outsider like i i don't i don't i don't buy this any of the shit but a lot of people who've been buying like an xbox since like the original xbox days you know like people who have had an xbox 360 had xbox one have an Xbox Series S or X, like they they are like fully invested into like, like the Xbox brand, right? You know, they they buy games on Xbox. They have they've been on Xbox Live, you know, Xbox Live Gold or whatever it used to be called. I forget. Uh, like so that like they're fully invested. It's like a part of their identity at this point, which you know is kind of depressing, but like it it is. So I I kind of understand why people are like. What, what does what would what would X, what would happen to Xbox without exclusives? Because exclusives have been part of the identity, right? Like when I think of even like even as a non-console gamer, uh, like when I think of Xbox exclusive, I think Halo, right? Halo is like the big tentpole, or it used to be really Halo used to be like the big tentpole Xbox exclusive, right? Like if whenever people thought of Xbox, they thought Halo or Call of Duty, right? Even though Call of Duty was never an exclusive. To Xbox, Call of Duty was like massive because of like the popularity of like Xbox 360, right? Like and like the Xbox Live sort of online service. Like, there's a whole identity that they have created for the last like you know however many years, and that all of a sudden people are just like, wait, wait a second, 
Like you mean you mean to say my my investment is is not gonna like you know you know not continue to be like rewarded. Oh my god! Right? Thinking about games consoles as an investment. Exactly. Yeah, people, no, this is not. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm not, not even joking. Right? It's an emotional investment. Right? It's not even like I mean I I talk about financial investment also like really it's like an emotional investment. You 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 feel sentimental about the hardware, right, or the software, which is you know I kind of understand why. Like if you're been in the ecosystem for a long time since like the beginning or like since the xbox 360 like you're like is 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 like uh phil spencer betraying xbox like you know like it's phil lied (laughs) and and it's it seems silly to me from an outsider point of view but i kind of get it like it's 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 really kind of like like it's if you really think about it for a second it's like people are just like kind of mad that games that they can play that other people get to play and they're like no they don't get to play these games these games are for us specifically so it's just like exclusives are bad like that's that's all i'm gonna say like this whole i hope i hope this means that if microsoft goes ahead with this and it it does mean that exclusives like one big video game publisher is just like no we're not gonna do exclusives anymore i hope this just means that exclusives become less and less important because I, I just find them honestly kind of just really annoying, and it's 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 bad for everybody. Like it's not good to have exclusives. It's it's like you could argue that exclusives are the reason some games get made, right? Uh, but at, at the same time, I'm like, what what like what does it even? Let let's let's use other language to phrase this. Is eco lo- is ecosystem lock in good or bad? Right. This is what this is. Exclusives or ecosystem lock in. This is the iMessage of Xbox. <laughs> The blue, like the blue bubbles. Um, uh, no, no, we're not doing blue bubbles. Um, also, yeah. also, I, I want to introduce gamers to something called the European European Union, and the reason is so. Right now, the DMA does not target video game consoles, but all the same language we're using for iOS and Android, like you could just apply that to a PlayStation yeah, you could. Yeah, or, you or an could. Xbox, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure there's someone at Microsoft doing the napkin math, and it's like, given how much we're trying to force you know to, to get an xbox game store microsoft store on ios and android at what point do they just look at us and say your console and at what point does it just not make sense to even run the same console business model with how multiple countries outside of north america apparently the u.s and canadian governments um, are too busy banning flipper zeros instead of deciding digital markets but at what point does it not make sense to just say fuck it we'll go third party and here's my conspiracy theory. I don't think Microsoft is going to do this, but I think they should. Genuinely, I think the Xbox platform, like that OS, should just be a skew of Windows sold to OEMs. And Microsoft should just start making money off of selling the software and allow third-party game stores onto the Xbox platform. Um, I, yeah, that I don't think is going to happen. But uh, that's it should. It, that, yeah, that should. But it, it, that seems unlikely, I think. Uh, I think Xbox- well, well, that's how you get around also the question of, well, what do you do with the console platform now Now that you know, you're putting games on other platforms? Because we don't know if it's all or not, but some are going to other platforms. So we know that some, you know, Call of Duty is going to stay and other games, probably Sea of Thieves, some of the live service ones, are going to go to another platform. So in that case, then, I don't know. Just, I, I would say they should just, you know, say fuck it and go 10,000 feet in terms of, yeah, you know, we have our Surface like Xbox devices if you want to buy that one. 
but you can also buy um i don't know this weird alienware one that has shit cooling if you want so you know so the xbox hardware sort of becomes like this like halo product right to cope and not to make a well the reference platform so what surface works is microsoft gives out a lot of the tech for services like so i know you haven't used the windows laptop in forever but the reason why windows laptops no longer have shit trackpads is Microsoft basically gave every OEM the trackpad using a Surface. Okay, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. So, so a reference platform, and we got, like, sort of OEMs, like, you know, I don't know, Asus or, like, uh, whoever else. Like, you know, you got the people who are making, like, the ROG Ally, the Asus ROG Ally, right? Like, stuff like that is, but, like... The a rock big, box. Big, a big a rock box. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Like a... Like a <laughs> No, but like it could happen. Like uh, this is the thing: is like this, like theoretically, none of there's no technical barrier to this, right? Like there is, like I don't think there's like really a technical barrier to this. It's just that Microsoft has to decide this is the play, and uh, they're gonna sort of open up the Xbox hardware ecosystem to like actually like more internal sort of competition, like within within the ecosystem. It's just weird that Xbox is the only part of Microsoft that's still vertically integrated. That to me, it's like it just doesn't it doesn't match of anything of what else they do, right? Like in theory, I would assume there's probably more money for a company like Microsoft to be made in selling game developer tools, selling game backend services, Azure, right, and then Xbox mobile services, and then also having Xbox Live services that you can like port in a box. They already have that with their um, game something. It, it, they have a service like that that some games run off of. I remember it was the one that um, Azure PlayFab. I think you, uh, PlayFab, yeah. Yeah, PlayFab, there we go. Yeah, because I remember that one Magician Battle Royale game we played was running off of PlayFab. So really, like, putting those services out and then just, like, piecemeal letting people, you know, integrate whatever part of Xbox they want is probably the better way to go versus just having a box that's losing. Because you're losing on two sides, right? It's not just Sony in the, um, in the desktop market, but assuming Valve ever gets their shit together and actually starts outsourcing SteamOS to other third parties, which who knows, it's Valve. But that is an objectively better OS than Windows is for those handheld devices. So having like an Xbox platform that can run from like boxes to the portable handhelds probably is the smarter way to go. Yeah, because right now, like, you know, like Valve is like, Valve is weird. Nobody knows what Valve is going to do really. Like, and Valve is like, Valve could have been in this space. Valve, could, I don't know if you remember, but Steam boxes were a thing that they were doing at some point and then they completely ignored it and completely dropped it because they just now remember you still have the steam controller right You're like yeah i used to have a steam controller one. i used to have i think i still have the steam link somewhere maybe uh somewhere i don't even know where it is but like valve used to be more into this but they're sort of getting back like with the steam deck i think valve sort of sees like another sort of angle that they can work on um like which is sort of building this ecosystem of hardware that runs their software, right? Uh, and Microsoft probably wants to get it. Like, I mean, Microsoft already, like, wants to be, like, we have all these services already, right? All of these services people are using already. Why don't we just make it so that the, our services run fucking everywhere? Like, on whatever hardware people, whatever OEM wants to build hardware that runs their software, like, why the hell not, right? Like, that's the kind of... like. Well, well, like what a good sell, right? Like this, the this, this server stack runs Call of Duty and Warzone, so you should buy it too. Yeah, exactly. There's 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 a huge pitch that they could make, and who knows what's going to happen. I I'm really curious what this and like PR 
press this press release is gonna look like what this what this what is phil spencer gonna do like some exclusive interview with ign like what's happening like i i, I don't know i hard pivot just 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 go for it is what this is you can't it gamers are bad like i'm sorry if you identify yeah. as a gamer <laughs> like, I, you're bad but hot takes on voxels yes gamers are bad. but yeah more seriousness you can't you can't give a wishy-washy press statement on a on a change like this you have to just go full depth in it and then you a little bit of backlash but it'll settle down when people realize like yeah, the backlash like honestly like gamers will get mad at anything right so like who cares like gamers are not like xbox fans get get in line I, i'm here for my windows phone i still got one get in fucking line stop crying <laughs> yeah uh just like you know the xbox like it's not even like i i have seen some people i mean i, I talked about whole reason people are quote-unquote invested in the platform and it's still like really really silly like the amount of like people are just like you know like really losing their minds over like you know they're i, I want to address this too no one's taking away your digital game library if anything if anything what i Hopefully, with this would push Microsoft, and I'm kind of wish casting at this point. But since we're already making a change, we're deprioritizing Xbox at a platform. Microsoft, please let Xbox games run on PC. There is no reason that the emulation that they use to run like old Xbox 360 games and backwards compatibility cannot just be a part of like the Windows Store. Like, okay, you need Windows 11, you need like a TPN, right, for DRM reasons. The hardware is already there in every Windows 11 PC. They should really just bring some of the Xbox runtime to PC so you can run at least like Xbox One. Um, xbox 360 games on pc i mean they, they they could they could even make it part of like games Pass. like you know like you could just like bundle that with like you like, know people love like companies love bundles so you could just be like okay look pc games pass you can like emulate like xbox or xbox 360 games right uh like straight there we there you go straight away just like a bunch of extra functionality that people would surely find value in right so, yeah and it'll run like any pc because that was built for jaguar cores yeah yeah so you know that's now we're just like we're like what 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 would we want when if, if microsoft does this uh and you could tell that me and you are not coming this from, from a gamer perspective we're coming this from like a, a computer enthusiast perspective where we just would rather be cross-platform and more open i if there if there was one gamer thing i would is is can we get Halo Five on PC? Like, like, can we just like get that one? Can we talk about how they ported Forge to PC, but then never brought anything else of Halo Five to PC? Yeah, yeah. Just, just can we get? I know three four three is a little like uh, under staffed, maybe under uh, under like under resourced. Uh, maybe, maybe that's just like you know, bring Halo Five to uh, PC while we're at. I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, everybody seems to forget that Halo Five uh, exists, uh, Halo fans included. Uh, so I don't think we get also it. Um, console wars is made up by corporations to get you to uh, spend more money with them. Like you know, I just wanted to say this is a marketing campaign. You're not really like, um... yeah, people bought it. People bought the people bought what they're selling, like hook, line, and sinker. Like it's it's kind of. Like and I'm not like immune to this. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that somehow as being a PC gamer, hashtag PC gamer, that I'm just like somehow immune. I mean, you're all Team Red now for reasons I don't understand. You're out here buying shitty graphics cards because you don't like it in Nvidia, bro. You your ray tracing performance is trash. Hold on a minute. You bought he okay everyone. Static. I need this name and shame. Downgraded from a 30 2080 Ti 
to some latest gen a- AMD shit. That's not a downgrade. That is in no way a downgrade, bro. Steve would be disappointed what he's saying right now. Can you can you run DLSS? I don't care about DLSS, bro. I got FSR. <laughs> Shut the, shut the fuck up shut the fuck up you know uh, let's not turn into the uh like a gpu wars this is the same the same the place for gpu wars but i'm out here using apple silicon so i really have anything to say like yeah yeah so i mean i, I yes i did buy a uh amd gpu uh to upgrade and it is an upgrade no matter what it's rasterization performance is way way uh, higher than a 2080 ti anyways so this is going off the rails so the last thing about this xbox one third party is i think we are fans of this idea i genuinely think that um game pass should be on every platform like um you, you we should have i'm sorry to the pc gamers out there because i know y'all love steam but then like to say you like competition but apparently hate installing anything but steam so but i think there should be multiple app stores on every platform right like um i don't have a problem with multiple app stores really like i just want them to be better like i, I just think like steam has like set a standard and like the epic game store kind of sucks just like from a software ua user experience perspective uh not, not just because it's like a deferred like i don't like personally valve steam i don't like if if, if the game is this is another thing this is a whole other discourse in, in like PC gaming communities about like people who like refuse to buy uh, games that are exclusive to uh, the Epic Game Store, which 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 does happen. And it's I, hypocritical. I you know I need to talk my shit first. That is hypocritical for people on PC to be like, I can only buy games from Steam. I don't like any other store. I don't want to fuck with it. I understand criticizing other stores like you're about to do with Epic Game Store that you know the app could be better, the payment flow could be better, or the Microsoft Store where sometimes downloading shit yeah, just Microsoft doesn't work just for sucks. whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> those are technical complaints that I understand, but but you cannot be like I don't like app stores. I need openness. I like having upgrading my hardware when I want, and then being like I don't want nothing but Steam. That is a hypocrite. Yeah, that's a that's that's definitely like a point. Uh, people have people have bought some of the valves valves marketing i guess uh as much as valve does marketing that steam is like the platform for window like pc gaming which uh which has its uh, valve has its own problems but it's like yeah like why like i don't have a problem with games being okay i'm kind of i kind of do have a problem with games being exclusive to epic game store but also at the same time i'm not going to refuse to buy a game if i want to play a game like i played alan wake 2 on uh on in january that is on on pc that's exclusive to to the epic game store because epic games published it uh and like epic games provided funding for for the game to even happen so like yeah so that's exclusive to the like i'm not going to refuse to play alan wake 2 because it's of the uh, epic game that's like a very weird stance to take for in my in my opinion, like it's, you're not. I don't think how you're. I don't see how you're making any sort of actual point. Um. So yeah, that's PC gamers. Just yeah, just buy a Mac if you want to think like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's let's this this topic is really going off the rails. Yes. Let's just let's just talk about anime. This topic is going nowhere. So you know, I got a segue. So um, we we're, we're having a heated agreement. Um. So now let's go have another heated disagreement and talk about some some weird shit. Uh, anime anime bullshit yeah let's as um people of a prior podcast may know i'm uh what we call a um llc fast enthusiast you know i love live school idol festival club um in a prior life that used to be the benchmark right 
You you want to talk to me about your gaming phone? You want to talk to me about that ROG gaming phone? Do that shit run Love Live at 60 FPS, no throttling. That that was the the benchmark. Alas, both of the Love Live games, School Idol Festival and School Idol Festival All Stars, recently shut down. And I just want to do a sidebar on sidebar. This is this is sidebar land. We're at the beach this episode. Um, and and talk about how you can just shut down a mobile game when I've been paying for a subscription for it and I get no refund. Can we just talk about that for a moment? Where I was paying for like the premium monthly thing and I got no refund. Yeah, that's I I I don't do mobile gaming really. I don't I don't really do mobile gaming, so this is like entirely out of my sort of purview. But this is a thing I've been hearing about, sort of on and off from people. Uh, like I know there's been several Jimquisition videos on it. Uh, that mobile games just just shut like they just stop like they they're just like here is the end date for all, all the for the service like the service is just gonna stop or the app is just gonna stop working uh, at this date and no you're not gonna get any refunds for any purchases uh and you don't get to export your data and you don't get to like keep anything from it um and the game gets delisted from the stores so you can't even re-download it if you want to so that happened with that so then they announced that there is a sequel coming out it came out in japan apparently it was a rocky launch so, you know, normally how these mobile games launch first, especially for the anime ones, they'll come out in Japan first, and then a few months later, they will come to the West. Totally normal. This game, um, I'm just going to read the fucking tweet. Let me, sorry, the sheet. Let me open this up. So, the game will launch in February 2024. Pre-registrations open. However, we want you to inform that, or sorry, we, want, we also want to inform you that the global version will close its doors on May 31st. 2024 and cease in-app purchases accordingly so let's let's talk about this for a moment they just launched the sequel to the game they shut down no refunds in the same announcement they announced that they are going to shut it down in three-ish months whatever february to may is yeah well like i and in-app purchases will cease accordingly because for those three fucking months you still have to pay for shit in the game even though they know the game's going to shut down like I, in, in one way, I respect it. Like, in one way, this is, like, very transparent. Like, look, if you want to play this game, you got four months. Uh, if you, if you want to, if you, like, look, we're going to shut this shit down in four months, and your, your purchases ain't going to mean shit. So, um, you know, just do full disclosure. You know, like, I, you know, in a way, I respect this, but also at the same time, it's like, just, like why like what like what's like do these games not make enough money for the for the people to keep running these shit like like what is what's the reasoning behind like just like there is a leak on the reddit and now anytime i say leak on the reddit you know either i'm gonna get arrested or there's something it's just wildly incorrect but the leak on the reddit is this is due to licensing the license so it's not the Love Live company that made this game, right? Some game studio. And they were contract contractually obligated to put out a global version as well. But now the license for the property is running up in May. So they have to launch it and then shut it down because they no longer have the license to operate it. So I have a question for you. How do you feel about licensed content? Specifically, we can make this a broader conversation. Let's use this game versus Forza being delisted every few years due to car licenses. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, so I was going to actually bring up Forza for that example because uh, Forza is like a big example in my sort of. And yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate. Like, really, it's 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 bad on multiple levels. First of all, it's bad for people who want to like you know go back and you know people who want to who come to the Forza uh, Horizon series right later and they want to 
go back and play the older games, right? They want to just, I don't know, experience the older games. They can't, right? Because they have been delisted, no longer available. Maybe you can buy like a physical copy of some of those games. Maybe. Uh, who knows if they will work? Uh, but like, as it's impossible to like buy them legally. And also, which means that it's like very bad for game preservation, right? Like historical game analysis or game preservation is like, basically impossible because it's like you have these digital goods digital services all entirely digital like that a lot of modern games don't get physical releases and even if they do the physical releases are just like a lot like just a license file basically um they're not actually like the content um so it's like how do you preserve these like historical like for historical reasons like if you want to preserve uh say all the love live games like how do you chronologically like keep all these games like you know the history of these games if you want to like i don't know write up how do i finish the story of the game i didn't have the time to finish yeah how do you how do you finish the story of the game? like it's just youtube playthroughs i guess but then guess what that is so easy to be dcm made away yeah exactly so like the licensing nightmare is like I, i'm not a fan of it for forza and like it's going to happen to all the forza games because all the forza games have uh mm, licensed music in them that's the big one right like licensed music my last music and uh, cars well it's multiple right licensed music licensed cars licensed ip how good is that lego license for how good is the hot wheels license for yeah yeah that's that's my question i like i it's really i i don't know what the answer to this is it just just means that we're losing like sort of a bunch of stuff that like I don't know, it's game preservation is very like game preservation is an entire like it could that could be an entire podcast like entire series of podcast episodes, but it's like game preservation in the modern era of digital digital media is like very very difficult because so much of it is entirely controlled by the corporations selling the product, and the corporations selling the product are just like they don't care about preservation, right? Like they don't they don't. They don't see this as like art, art history worth preserving, right? This is just a product that they're selling, and as soon as the product doesn't make enough money, or the the, the company just goes bankrupt, or, or shuts down, or gets acquired, or or merged into somebody else, and it's just like it's gone. So it's just I don't know. It's it's kind of kind of depressing, honestly, to really think about it uh, for like a for a bit. Uh, so well, I mean, what's what's the alternative? I guess in the case of music, just not use licensed music because. There's another perspective where we could say like, hey, get a perpetual license. But if you're a musician, have a perpetual license for a video game kind of sounds shit, right? Like it sounds like this game's going to profit so much and I as a musician won't make money. I know for larger IPs, who cares? But for the music side of it, it's kind of weird. Right. So I, I just, I, I, I think this, I think what you could do, I mean, this is not like it, it will sort of damage the integrity of the art piece, I suppose. But you could just remove all the licensed music. I mean, that's one thing. If I mean, for example, if you could re remove all the licensed music from a Forza game, yes, it will definitely be like a lesser. Didn't GTA do that? G I think I think Grand Theft Auto San Andreas might have uh like there was like a whole controversy about like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas like removing. The radio stations that had like a bunch of copyrighted, uh, like licensed music in it, right? So, I think that happened already, um, and it's definitely not a good solution because it's like a lot of the time, licensed music is part of the experience, right? Part of the art that that you, the, the game 
right? Like experience and like remove the music from Forza is definitely gonna make it a worse game and and a lesser sort of art. As as it's not, you're not maintaining the whole thing. You're, the integrity of the prop, the integrity of the art has been compromised. And like, I mean, what about the licensed cars? Right, the cars are probably a different licensing scheme entirely. Who knows what those licensing schemes look like? I think those are maybe like perpetual licenses because car companies probably don't really care about the video game that much. No, no, Porsche wasn't. Remember when like uh, Need for Speed? No, when Need for Speed ran out of the Porsche, they had to like delist some games. I mean, Porsche is a different. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. That's a whole another thing. The Porsche thing is like Porsche. It was like a whole ass contract with uh, Electronic Arts EA, with that Porsche depictions of Porsche cars were exclusive to EA games for a long time. Um, starting with Need for Speed Porsche Unlimited, uh, which I, I remember I played that as a kid. That's how old that is. Uh, but for a long time, Porsche cars weren't available in other video games other than ones made by EA, and which meant that Forza Horizon, until four late in the four cycle, that the license ex- like the the con- the exclusivity contract expired basically, and sort of that meant that Porsche like and Porsche could like you know playground games could put Porsche cars like they could license the Porsche cars and put them in Forza Horizon. So Forza Horizon four. And five have now have Porsche cars. So that's a whole ass thing, right? I who knows if they're perpetual or not? Like what these licenses even look like. If anybody knows, like this is one of those things that it's very hard to like actually know. Like if any game journalist is like, let's talk about video game licensing about like third party media, right? Like I I want like what's what's licensing terms look like for cars uh in racing games, right? Uh, who knows? Uh so yeah, that's I think this is like we've got another topic on a similar note, right? Like we've got speaking of like you know media that's sort of being lost. Uh, we got we got a we got a, uh, anime another anime sort of related thing. Crunchyroll uh, is shutting down. So we got to explain something here. So Sony has over time a monopoly has a monopoly over anime, digital anime, right? Digital anime rights, basically, right? Like anime streaming is basically entirely controlled by Sony at this point. Like, there's no comp- except for a company called High Dive. Now, High Dive stands. Please don't don't get at me. Um, <laughs> How, why does High Dive have stands? Why does High Dive have like what? I don't know if I should. I I want to. I just want to say I do not want. Okay, listen, listen. We got okay. So the kind of content you get on High Dive. All right. Um, I didn't watch this show before anyone judges me. But remember that dog manga and dog anime I told you about a couple years back? Mm, I vaguely remember this, yeah. As think weird anime stuff, and yes, that's the correct interpretation <laughs> of what that show's about. Yeah. That's the kind of fine wares you find at High Dive. Um, so High Dive is owned by AMC, I think. Like the the same company that owns like the the TV channel that The Walking Dead oh, was on. Oh, AMC. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. Um, okay, no, no, yeah, AMC Networks. Yeah, AMC Plus, Shutter, Sundance, Acorn, um, IFC Films. So basically, um, they uh, they do carry some normal stuff, and I do like High Dive, but um, yeah, they got a show. What they got? Um, yeah you, you know the kind of stuff you wouldn't watch with your parents in the room a lot of that ends up on high dive while crunchyroll does not carry a lot of adult content although crunchyroll does carry and um 
I'm happy we didn't have this show. There's like a phase a year and a half ago where every anime had slavery in it. Oh yeah, you told me about this. Uh, yeah, yeah, like the one where they just buy slaves to sleep with. Like it was that was messed up. Crunchyroll for some reason doesn't draw the line at slavery, <laughs> but at, at, at actual nude bodies, that's, that's where they draw the line. The Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! They carried like four shows about buying slaves, dude. Oh lord. Um. So, but yeah. So basically, anyways, Sony has owns Funimation, Crunchyroll. Sony also owns uh, Right Stuff, which is like the biggest like um, web store for like anime merch in, in the states. So Sony is basically building up a um, monopoly on anime services in North America. And when they bought Funimation, Funimation has a home DVD business, um, right? They would, I guess, Blu-ray nowadays. But basically, they would also be the distributor for anime, which is why they had a streaming service. Because a part of just distribution rights, they could stream it as well, um, or you can get digital copies of it. So with this change, Funimation and Crunchyroll are merging, and I'm very upset because my watch history is not merged between the both. Because I may I use separate email accounts. Oh, wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The accounts are merging, but there's going to be data loss because because reasons like you're not going to have. So, so here, let me explain the bullshit of data loss. All right. So basically, they turned every Funimation account into a Crunchyroll account. And if you had different email addresses, which I'm sorry, I use my Gmail account for my Funimation and I use my regular domain, right, for my Crunchyroll, I now have two Crunchyrolls accounts with both different watch histories because I did subscribe to Funimation for two years. And I ha- apparently you can contact support to try and merge them. I'm not, I'm not going to call their support team. I just, especially with the kind of shows I was watching on Funimation, I'm not, I don't need another human to see that. So I just deleted the, the Funimation merged account. Um, be- and you might say, well, what about your purchases? So Funimation at a service where if you bought a digital, uh, uh, a DVD or a Blu-ray, right? You would get a code to redeem a digital copy. They are deleting all of those digital copies. So hopefully you still have that Blu-ray to rip it. Yeah, I, okay. So this is like, uh, at, at what point does this become like, like some sort of thing that we get a class action lawsuit about? Because like, this is the kind of thing where, I mean, maybe in the terms of service, they mentioned like the digital purchase is like, not really like uh, a purchase or an ownership agreement or whatever, but like it's like some value added service that they're providing. But like, at what point do people just sort of like, like, is like this is this is real, like a scam? Like, you paid for uh, it's like a bait and switch, right? Like, like you paid for the Blu ray service thinking that you'd have the Blu ray and a digital copy, and now they're taking away the digital copy. As far as I'm concerned, they're just like changing like what you bought like on the fly without any compensation uh and they're not like you know giving you anything in return they just take it away they're just like you don't have this anymore uh like how soon before we get like some sort of class action lawsuit about this because it's just this this is just bullshit like there's no i don't see a like yeah maybe they have contractual power over here maybe uh but like even legally this seems a little bit uh suspicious um so kind of kind of like you know hoping that maybe some lawsuits happen uh because this is kind of shit uh people who bought stuff years they're gonna lose shit and that that sucks uh oh also crunchyroll increased their price by a dollar oh of course they are i mean that's not surprising every literally every streaming service has has been like doing some sort of price increase uh that that does not surprise do you okay my question to you is do you think that Crunchyroll's subscription price is like like worth the price you're paying? Like, do you think it's like reasonably like still like 
fine. Like it's not. It's like even with the price increase, like it's, it's fine. So they have um three tiers, right? They have the fan tier, which is eight dollars a month now. Used to be six or seven, six ninety nine, I guess. Um, mega fan ten dollars and ultimate fan fifteen dollars. The difference between the fan, mega fan, ultimate fan, regular fan, stream on one device at a time, no offline downloads. Mega fan, four devices at a time, offline downloads, and you get the Crunchyroll Game Vault. Free gotcha games, quote unquote free. Oh my God. <laughs> and you get $15 off any $100 purchase in the Crunchyroll Storage, which is the company they bought, um, that right stuff company, every three months. Ultimate fan, $15 a month, six devices at a time, offline viewing, Crunchyroll Game Vault, $25 off um, $100 purchases, free shipping on all orders. And you get a swag bag after 12 months of subscription. So you get a $10 probably gift bag after paying what? 12, 10, 15, $80, $180 a year. You play, you play $180 a year. Yeah. Not, not, not really worth it. Um, the thing too, about these tiers are the different devices at a time. Like, I don't know. I would, in the past, I would say, Hey, let's pull our anime subscription together. Right. Me and like four or five other people. But given with the industry's whole entire move towards cracking down on password sharing, I wouldn't even trust this, right? Give it a few months from now, I'm positive we're going to see, you know, headlines saying Crunchyroll is cracking down on password sharing. So um, I pay for the fan tier because... Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't, you, don't, you don't need to... Anime is a solo hobby. <laughs> and I don't need to watch it. The times where I'm offline, like on a plane, I'm not watching anime. <laughs> Right, uh, you're not watching anime on the plane. Like that's uh, that's fine. Oh, let's see. Maybe if I had a Vision Pro, you know, if I had a Vision Pro where no one can see the garbage I'm watching, I, I would. I would probably I throw that shit on hundred feet, hundred feet in my face. Um, wow, what a headline. But yeah, so I actually, you know, what's the most fucked up part about this? The full Funimation library is not in Crunchyroll yet. Why? <laughs> like, why is it just? Okay, I mean, I know, I probably know why it's some licensing bullshit, right? Like, yeah, they have to renegotiate yeah, yeah, licenses. Okay. Uh, but they're the same company now. What, what's stopping? It's like 80% of it. So there's like 20% of stuff that still is yet to move over. Um, so I would like to go back to what we said in a prior episode where um, XDCC on IRC exists. Now, yeah, I mean, Torrents also still. Uh, Torrents. Yeah. Listen, n- listen, I'm not saying in the year of our Lord 2024. You should um, be downloading random files from IRC. But uh, what I will say is, I'm pretty sure some of those files have been untouched and in the same nice bit rate and the same great sub quality since I first downloaded them when I was 13. Yeah, shout out to Cold Girls. Um, if you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so wrong, bro. <laughs> no, Cold Girls, just to be clear, people don't get the wrong idea of what the fuck I'm talking is is it like a fan subbing and coding group who who d- did a lot of releases of anime? I think they're still around. I don't know if they're actually. I haven't seen a new release on Cold Girls, but maybe they're still around. I know like the Angel Beats uh, era of of encodes from them were really really good. Uh, so you know that's what I mean by Cold Girls. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize how the this is <laughs> this is this this is peak content. This is this is what peak content looks like. All right. Speaking about peak content, let's let's switch to the metaverse. Tell me about your thoughts about Disney investing into Epic Games to make Fortnite the most um, lively metaverse of your favorite Disney properties and brands that you love to engage with. Um, see, this is this is the thing. I, I don't give a shit about any Disney property, uh, and I'm just like 
looking at this, and I'm like not even surprised. Like I saw this in my in my feed reader, and I was like, of course, of course, Disney, the company with a gazillion quote unquote intellectual property that wants to like merge with like not merge, but like with invest in another company that's basically about plugging in your intellectual property into it and having it be in their games and whatnot. And like as part of this, so like just to be clear, what I'm saying here is like Disney is investing like $1.5 billion into into uh into into Epic Games. Uh into Epic. And it's with this is gonna come like, you know, obviously it's gonna have that means like there's more Disney shit in Fortnite. Obviously, that's like the big play. But also that Disney is going to be using Unreal Engine for for their future games, which uh, sure, um, I guess. Uh, and uh, Disney has a long and storied history of video games, like you know, with with different publishers. You know, EA for a long time was like the company that made Disney stuff, right? Right? Uh, like the, all the Star Wars games that EA made. Uh, and all that kind of shit. So, like, Disney's just gonna, like, be like... There is no way you could say that sentence about mentioning Kingdom Hearts. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you for that. How, how did you How did you not just mention Kingdom Hearts? I forgot about Kingdom Hearts. I forgot about Kingdom Hearts, bro. I forgot about Kingdom Hearts. I forgot about Kingdom Hearts. That That's, like... Yeah, so... I mean, Kingdom Hearts is is part of this. This this That's self-care. I forget. I, I, my brain was like, you don't need to remember uh, Kingdom Hearts. Um, so, yeah, like, you know... Disney has a long history of making, like, doing collaborations with other game publishers to, like, make their, like, make their games, right? They don't want to, they don't seem to want to make games in-house. Like, they don't, don't seem to want to, like, you know, have, like, an in-house studio that makes these games. Maybe, maybe that's a smart play. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, a, I'm not, like, an expert on the, maybe, maybe it is better for them to, like, outsource their games to video game companies that know how to make video games. Uh, maybe that's that's just makes sense. So yeah, for um, I'm sure Epic is gonna like be involved in some sort of Disney game other than like Fortnite integrations. So I am I'm I don't think I'm looking forward to it, but uh, I hope the games are good for the people who like Disney stuff. I don't particularly care, uh, and I don't. It's it's just it's it's just I, the metaverse shit is just cringe as hell. I I I don't. Like I don't, no, I'm not into it. So, how about you? I know you're probably more. What about Kingdom Hearts? Uh, what about uh, are we do? We, is there a Kingdom Hearts shit in Fortnite? Uh, like I, surprisingly not. Su- surprisingly not. I honestly like may- maybe maybe I'm just o- an old head, but I'm actually shocked that I never heard like the one you walk away song. Someone just like pops off a shotgun shot and it starts dancing with the Kingdom Hearts opening playing. That. <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's culture that's, that's, that's culture, culture baby that's what um, that is i have nothing of value no, to add yeah. to this i don't know why it's in the show I, notes and i'm more than happy to move on to yeah, the next, next topic next topic uh uh death stranding for mac uh which also i don't know why it's in the show notes uh speaking <laughs> spent like i don't so much time talking about hanging out with your good boys in, in in hawaii last week i'm playing a game for once and i'm delivering packages co- to connect america um, also, I apologize for any gross stuff. I said this earlier. I'm getting over a cold right now, so I'm still in like that headspace. That's why this was probably a little more off the walls we normally do. But as as one does when they get sick, they play Death Stranding. Um, so the Mac port recently came out, and before I even talk about the game, let's talk about some technical stuff of it. Um, so it's 
it's a PC game, so it has like PC settings. But obviously, me, I'm allergic to that shit. That's why I bought a Mac. So I just play on whatever the default settings are, which seems to be running in um, Metal FX upscaling, um, better than FSR. I don't know if <laughs> let's, get rid of let's not. Bro. Yeah, but yeah, but um, Metal FX uh. 1440 like sub 4k ish around 4k native res of the macbook air screen um 30 fps so i guess i could probably tweak it to get to 60 but i don't care to do that because i'm not a pc gamer but it looks well it, lo- it looks good it the fidelity of this game is very nice the facial animations of um, all the characters every cutscene to be rendered rendered in engine is really good um and i like the environments and with the gameplay of this game because this game is about delivering packages i find that it is like a it's a good podcast game i don't even mean that in like a way that braid said you know you just walk around you know you're delivering your packages and then you can just pause your podcast whenever a cutscene happens and go back to it and it seems to work really well at the time i'm mostly playing this game and this is my first Hideo kojima game i've actually never beaten i played a little bit of metal gear solid um the demo ground zero for um for last gen but I like never actually beat it. I played like 20 minutes of it. I never played a Metal Gear Solid game. It's my first Kojima game. And oh, wow, okay. Um I thought people were capping and memeing, but as soon as I open it and we have Die Hard Man and Dead Man and and some of the lines these people are saying, I'm like people I get the impression I used to be like, oh, he wants to make movie, he wants to make cinema. No, he's making fucking anime for High Dive, not Crunchyroll. Oh my god, that's the analogy we're going with. Okay, um, he's fucking making anime, bro. This is a good dubbed anime. Um, it does have a very anime esque plot, right? Like, I, I think, I mean, I've, I've heard of the d- plot of Death Stranding. It's a very anime ish plot, like the whole thing about connecting people. Like, that sounds like a very an- like shown in anime bullshit. So, so the plot of the game is right is. The president of the United States dies after some weird, like, and America's already been destroyed due to something that happened in the past. So you are delivering packages and rebuilding the internet by connecting America on foot to get to the West Coast from the East Coast. And you have a baby named BB. I, I fuck yeah, with it. It's, it's, it's a good game. I, um, I, I have, at some point, I, I feel like I, I want to play Death Stranding, but also at the same time, I'm just like over Kojima as like a creator. I don't know. It's a weird, weird balance. Uh, I, I, I really like Kind of like Metal Gear Solid as a franchise. Um, like I had, I've only played the one Metal Gear Solid game, but I've like watched playthroughs of all the other Metal Gear Solid games, so I'm like familiar with what happens in the series and whatnot. But like, I I don't know if I'm I, I if I am I'm ready to play that Stranding or uh, you know or but you know maybe I maybe I play it one of these days. I'll, I'll I'll give it. Also, it was on sale for twenty bucks when it came to Max. That's okay. Right. That's um, that's fair. I. I don't have any experience with the iPhone port because it only runs on a 15 Pros and I have a 14 and I'm not going to upgrade my phone just to play Death Stranding or Resident Evil 4. No, that's, uh, that's, uh, seems like, yeah. And also the, the iPhone port seems a little, uh, little, little, like, um, it doesn't look too good. Uh, I mean, maybe it looks fine on a phone screen, but I, the screenshots that I'm seeing on this, uh, Eurogamer article of the, of the iPhone 15 Pro version of the game, um, seems a little, uh, blurry. A little, little low on detail, which is not surprising, but also it seems a little, uh, not, not, not too great. But, uh, so how, how are you feeling about the, this new era of Mac OS ports? Uh, I guess they're like, you know, you get this game, you got Resident Evil, uh, 
we're supposed to be getting No Man's Sky, right? It's been out. Here's Okay, here's the thing. Let me go back to the App Store thing. It's extremely weird that No Man's Sky is not in the Mac App Store and it's only on the Steam Store. And it's not because I'm anti-Steam. It's just that it was like shown off yeah, at WWDC. That, that so weird. I don't know that why weird, the, yeah. the Apple Silicon port has not made its way to the Mac App Store. But I haven't played No Man's Sky. So No Man's Sky is a game. I played a lot of it on Game Pass. But I don't know if I need to rebuy it and play it again because I feel like I got what I wanted out of it for like the few hours I played of it. Um, it is a game you can get lost in. Like some people love the shit on No Man's Sky and they've done a lot of great work. But yeah, that's how that game goes for me. But this new era of um, Apple Silicon Gaming, I think it's it's interesting that it took until now for the hardware to be in a place and the software to be in a place where you can make these ports and not have a bad time. Because these are not iPhone port aside, Resident Evil 4, RE Village, No Man's Sky are good ports. You know, it's they're not as performant as the PC versions, but the PC versions have better GPUs, right? Objectively, even though Apple Silicon is great, the GPUs are not as strong as PC GPUs. And they do tend to scale to it. I think it's the important thing. Where like you can go from a M2, M2 Pro, M2 Ultra, and, and it scales with the cores for better performance, which I think is going to help future proof them in the, you know, for newer platforms and newer generations of Silicon. Um, my issue is it's just not the games I want. Like, right, 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 right. I I need a shooter. I'm sorry. I just need like I, you I need Destiny. <laughs> you need Destiny. Not Destiny, but like I don't know. Like I would take like a Call of Duty. Um, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Like I the finals, Overwatch, some kind of you know esports title. They're they're getting these graphical showcases, but they also need to get games that people like just play <laughs> yes like that no uh, games that people play for a long time like like these live service quote-unquote live service games right like shooters and and uh mmos and i mean final fantasy 14 does exist on on mac os i think but uh, no oh my god we're yeah let's not talk let's let's the final fantasy 14 on mac os runs in wine look uh beggars can't be choosers and that's what <laughs> wow is wow is native wow is actually the first apple silicon game that came out that's somehow uh, it is i've talked to multiple people about this and no one seems to understand why but like the world of warcraft team at blizzard has like a dedicated mac team they were the first to switch to metal it's weird i don't get it but you know shout out shout out activision blizzard hopefully y'all didn't get laid off yeah that's uh so let's wrap this up let's wrap this really weird episode i mean another weird episode we just kind of went off the rails as we do that's not weird actually that's that's um this is what happens in your podcast when you're sick that, yeah so that's right i have a couple books i finished up the uh the the, the two uh, remaining of the wayfarer series by becky chambers uh i read record of a spaceborn few and i read uh the galaxy and the ground within which is the third and the fourth book in the wayfarer series really really good uh like excellent Excellent series. Uh, I recommend everybody. Wait, that series sounds familiar. I gotta check my library for a moment. Hold on a minute. I might, I might actually be able to contribute for once in my life. Oh, let me check my you, library. Did, did you Do I have a Becky? Ch- I'm checking. I'm checking. Let me see. Yeah, she wrote, I think, another sci-fi book, not in this series. Um, but yeah, let me see. It is. Uh, okay. Yes, the one I have in progress is. I'm 13 percent of the way through. The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Okay, that is the first book in the Wayfarer series. So that is the first book. Uh, I read that first book in 
2022. It got me. It took me like a while to get around to reading the rest of the books, but I'm glad I you know finally got around to reading them because they're really really good. Some of the best sci-fi I've read in a long time. Um, highly recommend them. Uh, so those are my two books that I've read. I'm sure I'm still playing through uh, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Uh, that game is. There's a lot of game in there. It's I'm I'm like 40 hours in it. Like and, and it's like I'm like somewhat slightly halfway more into the game there's there's a lot of game in the game um so check back on that in like a month um music you got music recommendations what what what, what do you got i got a music recommendation super quick yeah, yeah yeah i got that mexican ot's lone star luchador i like found out this album yesterday um it's good it's a good it's it's a it's, it's his debut album that mexican ot ot stands for out of texas uh rapper Oh, is that is that what it says? I didn't know. I thought it was just like the thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so it's a mix of like Southern hip hop and some like Mexican infused kind of salsa stuff. It, it is a good genre mix. And, and the thing I really appreciate about this as a debut album is that a lot of debut albums, right, are like the same flow over every single song. This is, he's trying different things. I don't think it works on every track, but at least you're getting versatility, right? You have a song where he's trying to sing. You have a song where it's like uh, chopped and screwed. You have one that has like some salsa influences. You even have one where it's like an East, like a cowboy in New York, I think it is, where it's just like an East Coast style flow. So he switched it up on the album, and um, I do appreciate it. Uh, it's a good listen. I had, I had a good time listening to it. All right. Um, so those are our, uh, th- that's the podcast. That's the episode. Um, that's what, do we want any, do we have any questions for the audience? Is there is there a question that we want to put to the audience? Uh, what, what? Um, send me send me a link to the most shameful anime you've ever watched. Oh my god, nobody's gonna send you anything. Um, it can be a DM. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me <laughs> it, 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 if you have thoughts about um about Xbox uh going third party. Uh, I'd love to hear what people are th- other people are thinking. People who especially people might be quote unquote uh invested. Uh, in the ecosystem, please let us know what do you what do you, what, are your, what are your thoughts. Other than that, uh, what's the email address? Is Proton good? Is Proton good now? That's actually the question. Um, but all right, yes. Where, where, where can we find you, Ad? All right, the Linux nerds will love Linux nerds will love that question. Um, you can email us stuff feedback at uh, voxels.fm, Right? Is that that's the email? Um, and you can find me on Mastodon at packetcat at ten forward social and uh, my website sadiksafe dot com um christian where do people find you all right y'all can find me on mastodon at lofi carrots at mstdn.plus you can also find me on my website trustfine.website where i am um my domain's about to expire i sure knew that domain actually thank you for the reminder email that was a weird really weird email for to come in at this exact moment <laughs> but hey that's, yeah, that's weird yeah. but all right yeah this has been the podcast and until next time um pirate all of your anime and games um don't play mobile games um don't play fortnite uh death stranding pretty cool and uh listen to texas music yeah see you later bye bye